Yo, yo, yo. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to a journey to freedom. Welcome to a journey to freedom, my guys, all y'all, whoever is on live right now, whoever will watch the replay. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I say welcome, welcome. Um, journey to freedom is a place where we talk about our journey to freedom. So basically, it is a place where in journey because we know that each level, um, new growth, new things to overcome. Um, so yeah, and you can catch us on Podbean, of course, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Intune, um, play just a whole bunch youtube on my facebook a journey to freedom afterwards just a whole bunch of ways you can tune in on the broadcast you know okay so therefore we are going to get the show rolling on the road because like i always say we do not have to be long to be strong. But I got a feeling we're going to be a little bit long today. I am, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, okay. Today's guest is someone who I... I, I, I explain it, you know? Um... I met off of TikTok. You know, I started to follow him first. And I was like, why? Why though? Not no, I'm just playing. I wasn't. But um I was following him and then the thing got connected. I forgot how. I think that's when I asked him to be on the podcast. But anywho, um got connected and I was like, what? What up? What up? Um, he's real cool. Real cool guy. Um, he from New Jersey. I'm telling you, telling you, the Lord's working. He's from, okay. And I said the Lord's working again because connecting me with people that whom I've never thought I'd be connected to. You feel me? So, um, we're going to get it going so y'all can hear him. All right. His name is. Dwan again D from New Jersey you know New Jersey I don't know how they talk but yeah so welcome Dwan again <laughs> thank you for that that was a dope introduction I okay. appreciate that thank Take you it out. bam can y'all hear me y'all hear me on here hello Did I... yeah can you hear me are you Yeah, can you hear me? I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Can you hear me? Barely. That's weird. Yeah, because I can hear you. I hear you perfectly. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get this 
I'm gonna figure something out. But yeah, it's better than the last one. That. I think I'm on. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. I'm looking okay. weird right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Perfect, perfect. Thank you for that Yo, dope what? introduction. I appreciate it. That's what's up. I appreciate the introduction. Um, we do talk different a little bit up here. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you, first off? I'm well. I'm well. I can't complain. It's been a beautiful day today, and um, I'm extremely grateful for you to, you know, invite me to be on your podcast. Um, like you said, for us to kind of get to know each other through TikTok. So I'm grateful. I can't complain. How about you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's our day. You feel me? Um, know that. Know that. So know that. We're gonna get it started. Um, so the first question, as I ask each and every one who has been on, um, how did you know it was time to start the journey to freedom for real? Because you know, people be saying, Oh, I'm starting my freedom journey, oh, I'm getting free, but it's not for real. How time started for real? Okay, um, so. For me, essentially, it happened at the age of, it was the end of 2018, I would say, right? Um, I kind of just knew that the direction that I was in life, you know, just wanting to, the goals that I wanted to achieve, the typical nine to five, uh, capitalistic ladder, um, you know, punch in, punch out, grind hard every day, that was becoming very, very exhausting in a very short amount of time for me. Um, and I felt guilty at first. I felt lazy. I felt like, why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel burnt out so fast but it was because one i've been grinding for a very long time um we'll get deeper into that during the podcast but two um i think i had a spiritual awakening um i walked away from god at one point which again we'll speak about that but i re-encountered my relationship with him and i got to know him personally on a very personal level and it was almost like my re-encounter with him was like okay now i'm going to take you on this journey where you thought you knew me through the church through your upbringing, through your parents being preachers, you thought you knew me, but you won't really get to know me. And you're going to get to know more about this life and what I have for you. So that's kind of how it all started. And then 2019, it really kicked off. And then 2020, all, you know, it just kind of was like from there on, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so you said um, you started in 2018, right? 2018. Yes, the end of 2018 is when I started just feeling um, just like a different calling to do something, wanting to do something different, you know. Okay. Not necessarily, but not necessarily even knowing, too. I think a lot of times when we're called, a lot of times we think or, you know, we'll hear a lot of other people say like, oh, God has called you to do this or you feel a calling to do this exactly. But a lot of times that's what you just won't get is just the calling. You ain't going to know what it is. You ain't going to really know where you need to be going. You ain't going to know where you're headed. And you may not even know what the destination is, essentially, but you do know that there is a calling and you need to be obedient and be ready for that calling, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, let me see, how was it like from starting it to mm-hmm. now, the journey for real? How how has it been or how is it going? You want me to be honest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah, um, it has been it has been a roller coaster. It um, this journey um, has been quite the journey. I honestly would say this is probably the journey of my life. Um, this is the probably one of the biggest pivotal moments of my life. I'm 28. I'm still young. I feel young. I don't, you know, society may think, oh, you're pushing 30, you're getting old, whatever the case is. I definitely still very much so young. So I feel like my life has just been kind of a little out of control, but at the same time, very much so I know I'm in control and I know that God's in control. That makes sense. Um, I think God allows a little bit of chaos to happen in our lives for us to one, realize how much we need him. And two, for us to realize how much we need to learn how that this world isn't perfect and you shouldn't strive to be in a perfect world, nor should you strive to think that your world or your environment or atmosphere should be perfect. No, you won't have to shift through some stuff. You won't have to maneuver through some hard blocks and stumbling blocks. And, um, you know, this this journey is not for the weak. It's not for the weak hearted. And um, yeah, I would say chaotic. If I could put a word and give a definition, I would say it's been very chaotic. But like I said, I know it's in control in his hands. All right, all right. So, <laughs> one of the um, next questions I ask everybody because I, I haven't, I haven't got no questions in my head yet for you. So I'm gonna just go on to the questions I always ask. Um, one of the questions I ask everybody is, what would you say to your younger self? You say you're 28, so let's say um, your 18 year old self. Ooh, okay, let me see. <clears throat> one of the many things I would probably tell my younger self, one of the main things I would have told my younger self, would tell my younger self is to find ways to nurture yourself. And what I mean is, again, this is just my personal experience. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. We, you know, we chat and we talking. I'm going to talk and I talk. This is Gandhi talk. Being raised a people pleaser, right? Every family mm -hmm. has it. Every family has the good dynamics and the bad dynamics. In my personal family and in my family construct, me and a few others, but mainly me, was raised to be people pleasers. Tried to always keep the peace and appease mm -hmm. poor behavior from usually grown adults who was much, much older. So I learned how to just constantly try to appease other people. Therefore, I've completely neglected and probably have always neglected. And it's probably very easy for me to just neglect myself so i would say i would tell my younger self to learn and figure out what ways and how to nurture what ways you can figure out how to nurture yourself um find healing in maybe reading meditation going out in the, in the you know in nature um placing yourself in environments that's peaceful you know um yeah i would i would, I would definitely say nurture yourself properly all right all right and um let's let's go questions has popped in my head um okay so you you've been um brought up in the church right so yeah like where you're at now would you say even though you may have gone through little things and stuff um in and out the church or whatnot like would you say that helped you become the person you are today you mean you mean me leaving the church or just in general church as a whole just me being a part of it At, in whole in whole yeah absolutely i would say it i wouldn't be 
it's almost like me being from Jersey. Like I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for the town, the city, the family, the structure that I grew up in. And the same goes for um, my faith and where I was raised and how I was raised. And, you know, for my TikToks, people would probably assume that I'm like this Christian hater or, you know, um, family, anti-family or man, he really, he really goes against the grain of what the construct would say family should be or whatever. But um, I would say there was so many beautiful parts in my life due to faith and Christianity and my upbringing. There was a lot of beautiful moments. And like I said, I wouldn't be who I am. You wouldn't be talking to me and I wouldn't have all the wisdom to share on my TikTok if it wasn't for my experiences due to Christianity and as well as my family, you know? Um, so yeah, I completely, it's true essence of who I am. All right. Okay. And you say you, you left the church, right? Like, how do you, I do. And I know that you can still have a personal relationship, but within the, um, within the word, like how can one mm -hmm. hear if he doesn't have a preacher? So do you listen to like preachers who you know, who not, don't, I'm not, guys, let me listen to each and everybody. Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have like people who you listen to or whatnot? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I have. Um, well, back in, I'm back in. Like, I'm still in. The, I'm in the works of trying to find a new church. I've been praying. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being patient. I believe that's going to come. Um, but there was a time where I left the I left the church in 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 hopes of still keeping that relationship with God. And then there was a point where I just became very bitter and angry, and you know, sin crept in, and I kind of just I kind of left church and God as a whole. But now I'm back with rekindling my relationship with him um, in that time that I was when I first left church and I still was with Jesus and with God. And now I always have physical preachers. I have mentors. I have people who are in the church that look out for me. And rightfully, they have watched me and seen what I've been through. So they don't condone what I do. They definitely know that I should be in church. And they'll tell me like, yo, D, you need to get, get in church because you, you know you're a powerful dude. But they also are fully aware of what I've been through. So they're also not beating down my neck because I already came from that kind of environment. So they're allowing God to work on me and to convict me and um, just loving me and supporting me. But also just, again, being good mentors. They're older. They're wiser. Um, I, they know I look up to them. I've always looked up to them. And so, yeah, I have physical preachers, physical people that keep me um, grounded, but I also do have, um, you know, I read my word, I have friends my age, um, podcasts that I listen, you know, I keep myself rooted um, at all times, you know, it's like, same thing, like, you know, keeping on the armor of God, you can't take it off, you know? All right, and yeah, I I would have been, if you wasn't, um, wasn't trying to, you know, get back in church, I would have been like, you need to find a church just like that. I'm just playing. No, I wouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've done, I've done, I've done my research. I've done, I visited a few churches. Um, but I truly believe this time from what I've been through, my per, like I said, my personal experience is just one. Glad that I'm sharing, but my personal experience is very much so very. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just very, it's very strategic. It's very uh, tricky of how mm -hmm. to explain. It. So I don't want to just jump into any old church because I grew up. I know the right. word. I know I, I'm a I'm a pew baby. I grew up Pentecostal apostolic. Like I grew, I know this, you know. So I just can't sit in any old church who's just gonna play church. I just can't sit in any old mm -hmm. church that's just a building. I can't sit in any old church where it's a fashion show and they really mm -hmm. not about God or the Holy Spirit. Um, so yeah, I really am. Uh, where I plant my roots, I need to make sure the foundation is right. So that's just how I 
that's how I kind of roll, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's how you all should be. Like, don't, don't in the first church that you think like, oh, oh, I love this church. I love this church. But then months later you leave it. Like, you just gotta sit there and grasp like how, how, like, oh, learn how the culture of the church is basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once and you I learn think, the culture, that, uh -huh. no, I was gonna say, and I think that's where um great discernment comes in. I think more than anything, we should always. You'd be surprised how many believers don't really know what discernment is either. That's kind of alarming. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you you call yourself a believer and you just walking, you know, that's blind walking. That's like blind leading the blind. Like, come on, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's why I would say you should definitely yield and lean in towards um the great discernment. Um, so you can step foot in environments and the Holy Spirit can literally let you know, uh, -uh this ain't it. Yeah, I know it says church. Mm -hmm. I know it says this. I know it says sis pastor here, but I'm telling you, I don't need you here. You don't need to be here. So using that great discernment and allowing the Holy Spirit to truly lead you and guide you where you need to go. Um, mm -hmm. You might have to go through many churches to get to that main one. Yep. And if yeah, once you find a church that like really feeds your spirit, it ain't about it ain't about the people. Because if you go to church for people, you're going for the wrong things. Um, it's about Absolutely. growing your spirit man, basically. So Absolutely. once you Absolutely. get that, you'll be able to connect with people within the church. But that spirit man got to get right first and fit. And you'll be able to start to get free for real. And that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. why for me, I just I'm very, I'm very, very serious when it comes to that because, um, you know, not everybody in my life that I see play church, but I grew up around a large portion of people all my life who live one way in the church and completely mm -hmm. live a different way out in the world, or you know, yeah. they just were really good at playing church. And um, like I said, we're just in the, we're in the season right now in the world where we just can't afford to be playing church. You just can't do it. Nor why would you want to play church? I mean, the scriptures that speak about you know, I you know. Hot no cold, I'll speed you out. You know, I don't want you lukewarm. Mm -hmm. Either you want to live this thing or not. And I'm just the type. Even when I went out to the world, you know, call it call it arrogance and ignorance, which it was. I remember praying to God one day, like Lord, I'm sorry, but I don't want to really be a part of your people because your people don't represent you right, and they haven't represented you to me right because I was I was younger, and I was like, Lord, I'm gonna go out in the world. You know, if you want to call it backslide, call it what you want, but I'm gonna go out and experience life because at least the people out in the world are like they having fun. Because a lot of these believers that I see look miserable, they backbiting, they're mean, they chastise mm -hmm. one another, they condemn the youth. It's just a lot of hatred and animosity and just miserable people. And so I was like, I'm not going to go this thing out in the world and go experience it, you know? So I don't, mm -hmm. I just, I don't tolerate um, the Lord and I don't tolerate what he stands, um, people who play with his word, play with his Bible or just play with church. I don't play that. I don't tolerate that at all. So, yeah. Yep. And um, I ain't got no questions right now, so let's get get to this last question. Mm -hmm. It's going more questions gonna come to me, but this last question is: What would you say to someone who is where you're at right now, right now where you've been at since the beginning of your freedom journey? Like, what would you say to them? Like, how would you tell them to go about things? Oh, 
I would tell them, <clears throat> number one, I've said it before just recently, um, using great discernment. When you take this walk to freedom and this journey to freedom or run, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you need to be very tactful, which leads me mm -hmm. to my second one. You need to be very, very tactful. Um, again, I think a lot of people on TikTok and on social media and just people out in the world, they just love to glorify this journey as if it's going to be this little cakewalk, like yeah. it's going to be something real easy. It's going to be a breeze. And people love to just show you the beautiful side. That's the that's the dangerous part. And I don't like about social media. They love to glorify and only show the beauty, which is mm -hmm. why for me, with my TikToks, maybe you know maybe why it done so well and has been doing so well is because not, i don't just show my joking side i don't just show the sides of i'm in a good mood no i record when i'm depressed um i express you know black men's mental health and mental health for people of color um i express all avenues of what i'm experiencing during this journey not just the beautiful sides so mm -hmm. yeah i would tell a lot of people use discernment and be very very tactful going on this journey because more times than not you will want to quit more times than not, I had cried out to God saying, I'm done. If I, if I need to be a fool, so be it. I'll be a fool because I don't, because I'm going to be honest with you too. What led me onto this journey, right? If you had to ask me what led, what started this journey, it was 2018. It was around October, the month of my birthday. I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I want wisdom. I want, I want wisdom. To me, there's no sense of beauty other than wisdom. When you talk down to a, when you talk with an old person, or just a person who has so much wisdom, they know what to say. They got beautiful yep. one-liners or, or punchliners. Um, they know how to metaphorically paint the most beautiful, vivid pictures with their words. They have a wisdom that's like no other, but it comes with a price. You're not just given that wisdom. You're given hardship. You're given pain. You're given anguish. You're given dark nights, many dark nights to get that wisdom. And I didn't know that. Again, I was just young and I just saw the trophy metaphorically. I thought I saw the beauty in wisdom. So I said a prayer. And like I said, I grew up in church. I know for a fact God ain't God ain't answered most of my prayers. I'm being I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. God ain't never really answered all my prayers. But he prayed, he answered that one quick. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> almost too quick. And sure enough, the moment I prayed that, I'll never forget, almost like a week later, it almost seemed like all hell broke loose in my life. Things and revelation started to come. Um, I started having a strong sense of understanding and discernment. So I started almost being able to like interpret people's minds and understand people's true intuitions and people's true evil hearts towards me or good people or others. Um, my mind, my mind was truly just renewed. I was able to see with a different set of vision. And um, that was the true start of my journey. Yeah, I asked for vision. I mean, I asked for wisdom and I sure enough got it. Oh, all right. Um, like, okay, let's go mm -hmm. here. Um, so in, in your TikToks, um, and what I've seen that you said you show all sides, um, do people like box you either on TikTok or your Instagram, like? that say oh your your tiktoks are helping me your videos are helping me and so on and so on absolutely yeah i, I have 
you know, I'm not trying to come off braggadocious at all in the least bit, but I do. I have I have tons of um, emails, DMs, people messaging me, video messaging me, Instagram calling me, FaceTime calling me. Like, I don't know how people be getting me, but people really reach out and they just usually just want to just let me know how much, how thankful they are and how grateful they are that somebody can actually relate to them. Um, because again, on this journey, a lot of times in this journey and in this walk, you're going to really feel alone. You're going to be tested with loneliness. And um, Jesus was tested with loneliness. He was tested in the wilderness. Um, yeah, a lot of times you're going to really feel oftentimes really alone. But the beauty in that is, although we are going through this individually, we are still going through this collectively as a unit as well, simply because of social media. Again, I have so many people that are like, oh my God, bro, I had no clue that there was somebody else in this world going through the same thing I'm going through. I thought this was just me. I thought I was gonna live this by myself. They have somebody now, you know, they have somebody who can completely understand and, and empathize and sympathize simply because I'm living it, you're living it, you know, you've been through some stuff, I'm sure. And people probably watch your TikToks and your social medias and like, yo, sis, I'm, I feel you. Oh yes, like I just said this week, um, somebody who read, one of my books is my second book. It's called Confessions mm -hmm. of a Late Bloomer. And her daughter, who was like 18, she mm -hmm. let her read it. And she said she was, she was knowing I'm, I'm almost 20 years out of high school. So I'm like, because I was talking about high school in that book. So it's like, yeah. oh my God. And like that, right? I, I need to keep writing my book, mm -hmm. books because I stopped based on my last one, which came out on my birthday last year because okay. somebody, um, I was speaking truth, but it came off as me putting on, putting somebody on blast, putting people on blast and whatnot. But that wasn't my intent. I was just speaking truth of what I remember about the whole year and a half I was, I wrote about. So sure, sure. Right just, just, I, I'm gonna get back at it. I'm writing books. Cause I just kept that starting you doing journals. You like, yeah, you most uh, certainly should. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't, I didn't mean to cut you off. I sound, it sounds like sometimes periodically you cut off. So I thought you were done talking. So I don't mean to talk over you. I'm sorry. Oh no. Can you hear me now? I was saying. Yeah. yeah I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you should totally continue that. Don't allow anything to stop you. Um, clearly, this is one of your God-given gifts and talents. And, you know, if, I, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, the gift that we have, right, whatever it is that God has given us, a lot of times it's going to offend people, right? Jesus had his gifts. Um, there's several people throughout the Bible that was given their gifts. And one of the things that Christians are known for is to not to intentionally offend people, but by living a righteous life and living throughout your gifts that God has given you, you will naturally offend and make people upset. Mm -hmm. um, just as much as I, just as much as my social media has been growing, and I'm reaching and doing things in a positive way, to a certain extent, there are people who, are on the flip side, very upset with me speaking my truth. They're gonna have to take it up with God, but they're gonna have to be upset with God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because He's given me this gift, and I'll be darned if I don't live that out. I'm going to live it out. You only have one life here. We only have one experience in this physical realm that He has given us. I'm not going to close my gifts to make anybody feel comfortable, especially because I came from that life of people pleasing. 
And so mm-hmm. the same, I think, should go for you. Continue to do what you were given and what you was chosen to do. Yes. It's just this time I wait on the Lord because when I first started, when I published my first book, um, I published the first book in 20, 20 of April. Mm-hmm. And then the second book, November of 2020. And then the third came out in March 4th in April. It's like I was just doing it in publicly. So now where mm-hmm. um, God has me, it has, I had to like, I have to really listen to him. So that's why I'm just putting out journals and planners and stuff. Cause I don't want to put out anything just because, Oh, I got an inkling of, Oh, I should write this. I should write this. And I'm not really listening to God, even though mm-hmm. the first two was, because the second book, when I wrote it, I was crying when I was writing it. But yeah, can't do mm. it impulsively. Because when you do stuff impulsively, you are bound to get overwhelmed because you just, it seems like you just want to keep up an image, basically. That's what Absolutely. I see it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat like feeding the flesh. It's feeding your ego rather than feeding feeding to God, you know, you know, offering up to God, it's feeding the human ego, feeding the human flesh. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, if I, if I could give any point, do you, um, do you fast at all at any point? Yep. From certain stuff. And, yep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think that's one of the greatest ways to ever, I don't want to say seek answers from God. Cause it's like the whole purpose isn't to like, okay, if I do this, then you're going to do that. Right. The whole point is to want to have pure intentions about it. But if you ever, mm-hmm. I always tell people, if you ever want to truly hear from God, start fasting from things that you truly desire or are truly desperate towards. So if it's social media, if it's food, for a lot of us, it's just food. Um, but if it's extra TV time, um, whatever it is, fasting can really connect you to the Holy Spirit like no other. It can literally tap you into the physical realm simply because you are starving your physical flesh. Mm-hmm. So I say that all the time. So if you, if you want to seek answers, fast a little bit. You won't get the answer. <laughs> right. Right. And me, I can I can go all day. Even though I, be, I do be on my phone, but I can sit in silence or just have my music on and just sit, phone down, and just think. Mm-hmm. And plus, I'm, I'm also a dancer, so... Mm. I constantly listen to music to get more on what songs when it's time for me to minister somewhere, sure. basically. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful, too. I see you in there, too. I see you doing your thing. I see you. Yes, sir. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I have a lot to say. Me personally, I have tons to say. Uh, it's up to you. It's all where you want to head it, where you want to go. I mean, I had several different crossroads you could take. And depending on how much time you had, you let me know. I'm, I'm an open book. We can talk about whatever. Um, my life has always been under a microscope, so I don't have nothing to hide. So you can ask me whatever you want. You can. Oh, it just came to me. <laughs> okay, you said you was a, um, uh, was a PK. Because I was too, right? Yeah. So, and I know we talked earlier this week. Um, were you a bad P or were you a 
good, PK. Because me, I was a bad PK. Oh, I'm going to be good. honest. <laughs> this is good. This is a good answer. You was a bad one? Younger? Because you, you thinking, oh, I'm a PK. I can do anything. And no, you can't. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't, you don't give me bad PK. You don't give me bad PK at all. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, I think I was bad in the sense like any kid who was, you know, mouthy, any kid who got to that age where they started, you know, my family is very vocal. My family don't hold no punches. They, you know, topic, tab, tab, um, topics and conversations that are considered taboo. We talked about it at the dinner table. Um, uh, my family, like I said, they just they were very open. Um, so yeah, when I got at the age, you know, I started, you know, I was always told, yo, watch them out. You talk too much or stay in a child's place. So, I mean, I was bad to that regard, but no, I was nowhere near compared to like my brother and several other people who was completely wilding. I was actually, which is why I get so offended when people are like, oh, all you PKs are the worst. Uh, uh speak for them. Don't speak for me. I was, I was actually okay. And for what I've been through. I really should. I might as well could have just been the bad one because I could have just lived, done what I needed to do then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad I did it, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, it's almost like you paint somebody as the villain so much that you're like, I might as well should have just been the villain then. Right. You know, um, and there is a lot of that. I do believe there is a lot of that, unfortunately. You know, when there's, and, and let's be honest too, when it comes to, and this might be a tough topic, but even when it comes to ageism in the black church, you know, it's very hard. Um, I love the sense of our of our elders and our saints, but it was also very hard with them. They made they didn't make my experience the greatest. Um, I could speak on the beautiful and positive moments, but you know, the whole point is us to learn and to learn. We need to speak on the harsh things. And um, you know, I think a lot of our older elders and saints were very cruel or very at least harsh. They were quick to demonize and villainize and criminalize a lot of us younger ones that was just trying to either live or. They didn't really teach us much. They just said, you may not be, are you allowed to use the word S-E-X? I ain't want to say it, but I just don't want to, you know, overly use it either. But they'll say, for example, you better not be out there doing that stuff. They don't tell you that you can get somebody pregnant, STD. They don't give you any information. They just said, you better not be out there doing it. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Or, or they'll tell you stuff when you're way too young too. Um, you know, I'm eight years old. Seven years old, you talking about don't be having SEX, and I'm like, well, now, now, what is that? Now, what is it? Right. Now you got. It, to, um, now you got to tell me what it is. It piques your um, curiosity. Very much so, and I think they don't realize it that that a lot of the times what they have said has woken up um, the the curiosity within us, rather than trying to guard it from us and protect us, actually exposed us because they we were just way too young to even be knowing about most of the stuff they was talking about. But that comes from not actually coming to sit down and talk to us, to actually, you know, meet us on our level as children. You know, um, baby, what's going on in your world? Baby, what's going on in school? How? You, what's going on at work? Or what's going on over here? Actually taking time to sit and talk with us. You know, it was more so just a lecture. Every time I heard you or every time I saw you in church, here comes a lecture. You better behave. You better be good. You better not be going to jail. You better not land in here. You better not get no girl pregnant. It was like okay, I hear you, but it almost feels like you're just like a warden just criminalizing me at this point. Hello? I can't hear you. What the heck? You can, you can hear me? 
Hello? Yes, hello. Can you yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, certified life coach says more teachings on these topics need to be taught more correctly so many others will have more wisdom in the body of Christ. I thank you for that. I appreciate that. I know it's like I said, these topics that I speak about are nowhere near easy and they're not easy for me to talk about because it does seem like I'm going against a lot of things. But I trust me, it's all in the name of love and truth. And the one thing about truth, truth, it says in the truth will set you free. It's in the Bible. It's going to hurt your feelings, but it's going to set you free. And I think a lot of believers can be a little bullheaded and a little more like um, almost like a little bit like a know-it-all, especially the older ones. They just get this know-it-all attitude. They think they just know everything. And I'm like, you can always you can always humble yourself and learn something new. So, you know, it's 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 tough. It is tough. But thank you for that. Yeah, it's time to speak up bold in, in all truth. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Certified Life Coach. Yeah, that's 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 um Queen. I call her Queen Prophetess. Her name Bernetta Rivers. She from New York, so she she ain't too far from okay. you. Okay, Queen Prophetess. Okay, New York, New York in the building. <laughs> we got the yes, Northeast. Yes. What up? What up, Northeast? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, BK, BK. Look, that's it. I like it. I like it already. I like you, sis. Oh yeah, she truth. She is. I love that. Plus, she got podcasts too. You gotta listen to. Almost definitely, Um, check her out. Most definitely, I certainly will. And something else. So we gonna end it. You know, I don't ask. I don't ask everybody this and I just started mm-hmm. doing it. I don't ask everybody this because I don't feel like everybody should be, you know, pouring into me. So I don't I don't ask everybody this. So sure. do you have any encouragement for me? I do. I do. I can always I can always be of assistance of a fellow you know believer and just a good you know good brother to you and um of encouragement and i would say for you to just hold on and be strong um i don't know too much about your life i think the more we become friends and brother and sister in christ we'll be able to know more about each other but from what i know i'll just keep it very vague and broad i would just say be encouraged um again i don't know where you're at in your walk i don't know how many times you cried weariness i don't know how many times you wanted to give up and cried to the lord to give up but i know i sure enough have So I'm going to tell you to be strong and where where you are weary and weak, make sure you find believers and like-minded believers as well as God. But in this physical realm, I mean, find good people to lean on. So where you are weakened, make sure you find people who are strong in that area. And where I am weak or where we are weak, can you be strong to hold us up? Because like mm-hmm. I said, this walk is very, it, it's treacherous, very treacherous walk. I mean, rappers talk about the trenches all the time, but... Ain't none of them becoming believers because I think that's one of the hardest things you could be, especially in today's day and time, is a believer. A solid one at that. Mm-hmm. A solid one at that. I mean, anybody could just claim a Christian. Anybody else can just be right. a Christian. But to truly just walk in his truth and make sure and it's in alignment with yours, you got to be encouraged at all times. Because, again, the enemy is lurking. We all have assignment. We all have assigned angels, just like we all have assigned demons that watch us. And they study our patterns and they study our moves. You know, demons means wise one. They are very wise. They've been around long before humans were created. And um, 
we should never think that we are too wise to outsmart spirit or, you know, we should never just think we're too wise for anything because the spiritual realm is so ancient. The spiritual realm was long before the, the, the physical realm, you know? And um, I think holding on to that, and like I said, just being encouraged with other believers and leaning on each other when needed, that's what I could leave you with, sis. Yes, sir. And um, you, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, as I told you, I'm a flower, so I just flow. I flow. Yeah. Because absolutely. I don't, absolutely. I mean, you have to have foundation stuff, right? But I like mm-hmm. the flow better because I feel like when you flow, you, it's more, I don't know how to say it. It's more authentic real when you flow. Sure. So that's why I flow. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I that's, agree with that. I completely agree. Yeah, I, and yeah, there's a beauty, I do that. And I'll say this, there's a beauty in transparency. Um, you know, we live in a society and in a world right now that is so falsely facade with this sense of transparency. It almost seems like who could be the who can act like they're the most real gets to be <laughs> the most real. And then those who are actually are real and very much so authentic are the ones being scrutinized, condemned, <laughs> you know ostracized ignored we can go on and on um if you look i mean look at us right we're walking in our truth we're walking in our authenticity on the social media but unfortunately if you go on on tiktok on social media you will see people who look like they completely sold out to lucifer himself and they got 11 billion followers and 11 million followers and they got sponsors and they get to live great but they're so fake and they don't even know who they are yet you have people like me and you and that's fine i'm not saying we need the wealth and the riches of this earth. But what I'm saying is the authenticity is really a threat. Authenticity is really much so a threat. It's unfortunate that 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 is so, but it's obviously it's understandable that it is like that. You know, God, if you think about it, God is his authentic self. The enemy, the adversary, Lucifer only knows how to emulate and imitate. He doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. original. So therefore, anybody who rules under him usually does the same thing. Anybody wants to be the toughest gangster usually ain't the toughest gangster. Facts. You, you get me? So, you know, yep. like I said, I think walking in our truth, we, we kind of feel, um, again, a lot like Jesus, you know? Jesus came in on a, on a on a mule. He said he was a child of God. He said he was the Messiah. And people are, you know, the Israelites, they're looking for, they're looking for their king. And this man rolls in on a donkey out of Nazareth, and they're like, "What does anything good come out of Nazareth? What is this? Who is this? You know I'm saying, who's this man?" And to them, they're like, "This man is blasphemous, calling himself the child of God and the son of God and the Messiah." That was blasphemous to them, you know. But this man was the truth in his authentic way. So I think, again, in our own ways, our walks is very much so very similar to like Christ, which is again, which is why we're supposed to be Christ-like because our walk, when you take this journey, is very much so lined up with with Christ. Yes. And um on 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 social media, especially the TikTok, because um, you know, you got a lot of people who's calling themselves Christian influencers. But some of them to me is like they kind of push people away in a sense because it's like, oh you need to do this. 
oh, oh, or or you need to do mm-hmm. that. Or when so so um famous gospel artists do stuff, they always jump on what they're doing. And it's like, oh, why are you so focused on what they're doing? And you're you can't you gotta be focused on you. You gotta be focused on your assignment and that that's what trips me up about some of these Christian influencers on TikTok and anywhere else. Cause absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's very easy, and I can say this again from my personal experience with with uh, with growing up in church. Um, there is a I don't know what it is about judgment. I think it's almost I've seen I literally have had people that I know from my life personally growing up. They were drug addicts. They were. They were all, they were like the worst kind of people of society, right? They get God in their life and they stomping around condemning other people, condemning the very people that they was getting high with, condemning the very people that they was doing stuff with, holier than now and just judging. I don't understand what it is about them just like with, with people, with believers like that. Like I get that you came from a dark place and you're so grateful, but the fact that you forgot where you came from shows that there's a level of arrogance and pride that has shielded your head, shielded your mind. So you might need to be reminded where you came from so you can like kind of remove the pride and ego a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Again, these are things that we as believers need to work on. I mean, I know, again, it sounds harsh. I know my delivery is a little more cutthroat, um, mm-hmm. but so be it. That's just, that's just you know, I'm going to talk my talk for those that know. <laughs> right. Because you can, like, you can be... You can be real and whatnot, but it has to be sure. done out of love, basically. Sure. But, and more so with grace. With grace. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if Christ was here today, I always I always ask myself that, too. What would Jesus do? If Christ was here today, what would he say in this situation? How would he handle this situation? And that's how I kind of line up with my decisions in life at the time. If Christ was here today, what what decision would he take in this in this metaphoric um, situation at these crossroads or this path, where, what side would he take? And a lot of times he would use grace and empathy. And again, my personal upbringing, a lot of the most harshest, judgmental people were sitting up in the church on the first three pews. I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but a lot of times they were the most judgmental. They were the most mean. Um, they were the, they lacked the most empathy for others, but best believe you better be empathetic towards their needs and feelings. And I just don't think that's right, you know? Um, so again, bringing awareness to that because I grew up seeing that and it just wasn't a good look. It never sat well with me. Even as a kid, it just didn't sit well with me. I'm like, this arrogance is astonishing. I just don't get it. Cause I see where y'all mm-hmm. come from and don't get me wrong. Where God has pulled y'all out of is a blessing. And I'll be screaming from the rooftops too. I will be yelling from the mountaintops how God pulled me out. But how dare you be pulled out and not one, put your hand back in darkness and pull a person out that you was especially doing stuff with. But then two, to walk around so arrogant as if you was never once that one person that you are now condemning and chastising. That's crazy. That's wild. And I think that's what pride does. I think pride blinds us. Pride blinds us of our sins. It's one thing to be sinful, but it's another thing to be sinful and then prideful over all of that because pride literally blinds of all of your sins. You really don't even think you're that bad of a person when really you're that bad of a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. And like some need to be need that need to be humbled basically. Is sure. what you're saying sure. like 
they need to be humble because you're supposed to once you get out and get out for real you're supposed to go back and save people no matter if they're in the church or out of church you're supposed to go back and save them to mm-hmm. you know get get mm-hmm. to where they need to be in Christ mm-hmm. so. and a lot of times that's why you get pulled out you get pulled out not just so you could be saved or not just so that you mm-hmm. could live a good life or a righteous life no the whole point of you to be pulled out is to leave a hand back there so that you can pull someone back out as well right you know and it's like she said they need a, they need a wake up call absolutely yeah yeah yep. absolutely and like that's what we um at my church we learn we're learning about assignments like where we're assigned and one of the principles we learn is um your assignment is always attached to another person and so mm-hmm. the people who are like getting free from that like they need to recognize that yes you're free but you still have an assignment to fulfill and one of your assignments or assignment basically is to another person to help free them so they can keep going and going but yeah mm. that of it. no but that was yeah. beautiful oh my god <laughs> that just let me pull a revelation real quick hold on listen we about to we about to go here hold on real quick because that right there just woke <laughs> me up hold on it had me when you were saying that, right? It took me to a vision that I just had. Like I just envisioned Jesus, right, in in the wedding when um they ran out of wine and Jesus refilled, you know, the the water and the wine, right? And he's, mm-hmm. he's you ever watched you ever watched the uh the show The Chosen? No, I barely watched. You never watched it. <laughs> okay, well you should definitely look up The Chosen. It is beautiful. It portrays Jesus in such a beautiful light more than anything i really appreciate it because it shows the more human side of jesus when we always see shows and movies of jesus they always show that god figure and don't get me wrong that's beautiful but we have to understand she said yeah she said that shows are incredible thank you i'm glad you see it too this show paints jesus more of a human like so he's still very much so the messiah he's he's on his assignment he's on his mission but they show him playing with kids playing with people, hugging and loving. and They show in a very intimate setting of him that almost shows you a side of him that you're like, oh my God, he's he's human. Because I think we see Jesus so much as a God, which he is, but he still was a man that came down and died, meaning he had to live a physical life here. He, he, He experienced sadness, sorrow, love from family, loss of family, depression. I'm sure he was, he was attacked by this, by, by Lucifer himself. Uh, by Satan himself, he had to go through phys- his test in life was to go through our physical experience. Our test in life is to go through this physical experience to experience the spiritual experience. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But also, you also said the excitement. It took me to that that scene of Jesus dancing. Right, he turns the water into wine during the wedding, and they're just dancing and they're having a good time, and he's laughing and he's enjoying the moment. And I'm like, wow. Although he's enjoying the moment of enjoying people loving and laughter he still in his oh i got goosebumps hey he still had an assignment that needed to be done and fulfilled mm-hmm. due to that assignment that he did it changed the format of this world in which we know today that's okay. that just goes to show we all have an assignment yep wow. and your assignment 
and also your assignment is not confined to where you live. Your confinement is geographical. It's not confined to where you live. It may be, but it's yeah. not always confined to where you're at right now. It can be um, out of out of the town, out of the state, out of the country. It's geographical as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think most people don't even realize that Jesus spent most of his life, or at least a portion of his life, in North Africa. Most people don't even realize that Jesus was a migrator. He moved multiple times out of his life. He never stayed in one spot. So a lot of times you're calling and blessing will be a town over. It might be in your city. It might be in the next state. And again, a lot of us might be a little fearful or weary and leery to want to take those jumps. But again, your blessing ain't going to nine, nine out of ten times. Your blessing ain't going to be right in front of you. You will have to go mm -hmm. seek it and go find it. Yo, yeah, you seek, yeah, you find. Yes, sir. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why I say it like that? But, um, I don't have nothing else. I'm, I just draw a blue, but okay. All right, yeah. So, anything else? Because <laughs> my mind just went blank right now. Uh, I mean, no, I'm good right now. If you ever, if you ever want to do like a, um, you know, like a a re up, you know, we can like do a part two, or if you ever just want to have me on again as a filler, I think you know this will always be good to do if you ever wanted to. Um. So yeah, you know, this don't got to be the first and only, you know. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I want to say is um, thank you, cause you didn't have um, appreciate you, and I knew it. I knew we were gonna go over that normal half an hour. I knew it. I knew it. But that's all good. <laughs> It's all good. No, um, I thank you. I greatly, like I said, I greatly appreciate you um, for even thinking of me. And um, again, being obedient, because whether you felt in your spirit or whether God, you know, kind of gave you that feeling to do that. I greatly appreciate you for reaching out to me because this was really good for me. This was therapeutic for me. And this helps build my faith as well, even more every day. So thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. So as and, I do, and then who's everybody. I'm sorry again. Who's my uh, sister on here? You her name is Bernetta Rivers. Oh, uh, Mrs. Bernetta Rivers. Thank you so much too for engaging. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. You know, for you as well, um, just engaging with us and asking questions and just being a part of this special moment too. Thank you so much. Yes. So what I do, like for everybody, um, everybody pray out. So. Whenever you're ready to start, go ahead and pray out, and then I will be back with a closing. Okay, cool. Perfect. Ready? Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we come before you during this special time of uh, community and a sense of fellowship, Lord God. We are so grateful for this moment. Um, it truly builds my faith every day. Um, I'm, I hope this truly reaches the masses out, whoever this is meant for, whoever needs to hear this, or whoever is even desperate for an answer that whatever we speak about today or, or the rest of Kiera's uh, podcasts, that it may reach them and that it can actually reach them and touch their heart in a mighty way and draw them. And I pray that for us as believers, that we can just become more obedient, for us to understand that, again, during this topic, that we need to understand our assignment. We can enjoy life. We can enjoy the things of this earth. But we need to understand at the end of the day, it should never compromise our faith and our the drive and as well as the, um, the assignment in which we need to be going. And it needs to always align with God's will. So, Father, we are, again, super grateful for this moment, and we ask that you watch over all of us as we go 
about our the rest of our night. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Well, thank you again. Thank you to all the people who were on live. Thank you for to listen to the replay. Um, catch me on 317 at 630 and the guest will be Shadette Baker. All right. So peace out, y'all. Have a blessed night. All love, Bye. all love. You guys have a good night. Peace, peace. <laughs>